Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Panthers Insider, an in-depth preview of the week. You shot, he scores! On the Florida Panthers Radio Network, here's the voice of the Panthers, Doug Blayens. Welcome to another edition of the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagans here with you, coming to you live from Tampa, from downtown Tampa, where the Panthers will pay a visit to their cross-state rivals, the Tampa Bay Lightning, today. It's going to be a 4.30 face-off, 4 o'clock. We'll get you started with Panthers preview across the radio network, so you don't want to miss this one. Always interesting when the Panthers meet the Lightning and Well, these Atlantic Division games are so important right now. So, again, a lot riding on this one for a game on a Saturday, December. It's the Panthers and the Lightning. They're always interesting. The Panthers playing an Atlantic Division team for just the seventh time this season. Picked up a win over an Atlantic Division team the other day. They played well against their own division this season, and they'll look to keep that going today. The Panthers and Tampa Bay, it's going to be a 4.30 face-off, 4 o'clock Panthers preview, and we will get you all set for that and more here over the course of the next hour on the Panthers Insiders show. Again, Doug Plagans here with you. Thanks for being with us this morning. Matt Wilson on the other side of the glass doing great work as always. And well, as we get you set for this afternoon's action, coming up next segment, Jamison Olive from FloridaPanthers.com from the Territory Talk podcast presented by Baptist Health from the uh, second intermission of every Panthers radio broadcast. You hear him there. He's going to join us coming up in segment number two. That's coming up in just a little bit. He'll give us his thoughts on the week that was for the Panthers. Talk about Thursday's game. Look into the game today, Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning. And then speaking of the Lightning, coming up in segment number three, we'll take a step behind enemy lines a little bit and chat with longtime Lightning radio voice, friend of the program, Dave Mishkin, is going to stop by coming up later on in the show, segment number three. And here in the opening segment, coming up in just a few moments, we'll get some postgame reaction from that Thursday 5-1 win at home over the Detroit Red Wings that the Panthers had. We'll hear from Panthers head coach Paul Maurice. Also some sound coming up 
from Alexander Barkov, who got back into the Panthers lineup after missing six games last game, uh, made his way back into the lineup. Certainly big to get him back. We'll hear from him in a moment. We'll hear from Matthew Kachuk game. We'll hear from Chris Tierney game as well. So lots to get to coming up here in the next few moments and a jam-packed show as always to get you set for the Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning that's coming up this afternoon. And well, the Panthers on the road for one game. Back home for three starting tomorrow. You don't want to miss it. Quick look at the schedule ahead for the Panthers. They'll be home tomorrow against the Seattle Kraken. It's going to be a 6 o'clock face-off, 5.30. We've got you covered with Panthers preview across the radio network. But 6 p.m. tomorrow, the Panthers and Seattle. And then uh, after that, the Panthers will be home on Tuesday when they welcome in the Columbus Blue Jackets at 7 o'clock Thursday. Sidney Crosby, Evgeny Malkin, Pittsburgh Penguins, they're coming to town Thursday, 7 p.m. at FLA Live Arena. Other home games this month for the Panthers, uh, the 21st, the high-flying New Jersey Devils will come to town at 7 o'clock. That is a Wednesday night game. And then uh, later on this month, on the 29th, that first game after the Christmas break, the Panthers will welcome in the Montreal Canadiens, and you don't want to miss that. That's also going to be a 7 o'clock game. You can get all your Panthers tickets at uh, floridapanthers.com, by ticketmaster.com, or by calling the friendly folks over at 954-835-PUCK. And a reminder, folks, you can come celebrate this holiday season with your Florida Panthers. Panthers January stocking stuffer pass has come to town. Get access to all six January Panthers home games for just $149 purchased by December 15th. So in the next five days, get a complimentary bonus game. That's available while supplies last. Go to floridapanthers.com slash offers. Well, the Panthers picked up a big win back on Thursday against Detroit. 13 of their 18 skaters in the game picked up uh, at least a point in that one. Matthew Kachuk led the way with his 13th multi-point game, and it was just a, a big win. Everybody contributed. Sergei Bobrovsky only had to face 20 shots in the game. He turned away 19 of them, and he made a big save early, specifically on Lucas Raymond, that I thought really helped set the tone for the Panthers in that one. Let's get into hearing from uh, a few people after that uh, game the other day. First, we'll hear from Panthers head coach Paul Maurice, who spoke to the media following the victory over Detroit by a 5-1 score on Thursday. And the first thing he talked about was getting Alexander Barkov back in, what that does. It's a real challenge coming back from the West Coast and playing the next day. And um, we've had two of them now. We've played very well in both. I think tonight was really a continuation of you know, three of our last four have been very strong. They've looked almost identical. We've been really stingy off the rush and battled real hard defensively and then some real quick counter and uh, attack plays. So it was good just because you, we felt on the road trip we had started to build something that we really liked and then had a tough one in Winnipeg. So to get back on it in an important game, it's, you know, it's December, but those divisional games are critical. So it was great effort tonight. It just changes everything for you on all systems, um, but it allows you to change your matchup during the game and, and you know, run him against either the other team's best or not and, and make them pick a set of defensemen. They've got a shutdown pair that have to decide whether it's Barkoff or Bennett, and that just opens up ice for the other line. So Paul Maurice right there talking about what it means to get Barkov back in, especially at home when you have the last change and it makes it just so tough on the uh, opposition in terms of a matchup when you have that flexibility and when Barkov's in the game. And he missed six games prior but came back in on Thursday. Panthers got a win. Here is the captain, Alexander Barkov, uh, post-game Thursday on the victory and talking about how he feels. 
We we did pretty much everything we wanted to do, and uh, Bob was really good in the net as as always, and helped us to 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 win the game. And I think we we did pretty much everything we wanted to do. Yeah, just a lot of soccer and <laughs> video games for me. But yeah, I mean, it's always not not nice to to be out and not helping the team. But it it was just something I needed to. Take off some time and get some rest and get some vitamins and whatever. And now I feel a lot better. And uh, he looked good on the ice last game, contributed in every situation as you'd expect. And uh, Alexander Barkov made his mark getting back into the Panthers lineup after missing six games. Matthew Kachuk also had a big game back on Thursday, his 13th multi-point game. He's had a multi-point game in over 50% of the games he's played for the Panthers. Leads the team in assists and points going into today's game in Tampa. Here's Matthew Kachuk post-game after that win against Detroit on Thursday. Yeah, and I mean, I mean, it's no secret that uh, you know not having Barky for that that road trip makes things more difficult than. The road trip already was gonna be that was that was a very tough one for us. Um, you know, we knew going into it. I actually thought we played, you know, solid for the most part on that road trip. And just and getting Barky back here is um, tonight was very important. And I thought that we did a, a really good job from the start. And it's just so nice to come back home and and play that way in front of our fans and just kind of take care of home ice like we're trying to do right now. Uh, guys really stepped up tonight and just you know I think not gonna lie. I mean, it's it's not easy going from the road on that long road trip. Getting in late yesterday, coming here, you know, today and playing, it's 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 not uh, not the easiest. I always everybody says always the first game back after long road trips always the toughest, and I thought we did a good job tonight. And back on the road, <laughs> back on the road tomorrow for a back to back coming up, and uh, it's just very important for us to to, to take care of this home ice, and um, these divisional games are very important for us. Thursday after the game, so back on the road tomorrow. He was referencing in that one was that the Panthers left yesterday for Tampa and uh, are here in Tampa today for this Saturday afternoon affair at 4:30. The Panthers in the Lightning. But one more thought on the game on uh, Thursday night: a four, a five-one Panthers win over the Detroit Red Wings. Chris Tierney called up from Charlotte. He's played the last two games. He's got points in two games now uh, since his call up. Open the scoring for the Panthers in that game back on Thursday night. Here he is talking about last game and how he feels about his game. Yeah, I feel good. Um, you know, been playing a lot down there, so um, kind of built the confidence up. So I uh, came up here feeling good about my game, and um, yeah, it's nice to contribute on the score sheet. Yeah, um, you know, I think the guys did a good job. The power play had a lot of good looks and kind of got the momentum for us. So, um, you know, it's always big to get the first one, and uh, we seem to just kind of roll after that. Yeah, it's great. Um, you know, I thought we worked pretty good together tonight, and obviously I know Dolph's from playing with them down there a little bit. So, um, you know, Ryan's good on the forecheck, and he gets in on pucks. So, um, yeah, easy playing with those guys. You know, I think we've been working hard when we've uh, been getting out there and getting on the forecheck check and um, you know capitalizing too and when we get our chances you know we've scored so hopefully we can uh, continue. Chris Tierney and the Panthers right there and he scored a big goal to open the scoring in Thursday's win over the Detroit Red Wings so the Panthers will take on the Lightning today 4 30 in Tampa 4 o'clock we're on the air with Panthers preview listening in Miami-Dade and Broward counties 96.5 WPOW FMHG2 will be your place to tune in 100.3 Thunder Country in the Florida Keys 1230 The Gambler in the Palm Beaches the NHL app always makes it so easy to listen and if you're a SiriusXM subscriber SiriusXM channel 932 on your SiriusXM app and streaming platforms 932 that's always got the Panthers game and it's always our broadcast so lots of different ways you can tune in to Panthers hockey 
every single game day. And the action never stops at FLA Live Arena either. The AutoNation Orange Bowl Basketball Classic is coming to FLA Live Arena a week from today, December 17th. Count catch some of the best college basketball has to offer. FLALiveArena.com slash events to secure your tickets now. We'll step aside. We'll come back. Jameson Allah from FloridaPanthers.com will join me next. We'll break down the week that was and the game here today against Tampa Bay. Lots to get to straight ahead. Doug Plagan's here with you. It's the Florida Panthers Insider Show on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Let's get back to the Panthers Insider on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Hey everybody, welcome back here on the Panthers Insider Show. Doug Plagan's here with you. We'll have a special guest coming your way in just a moment. Coming up next segment, Lightning radio broadcaster Dave Michigan is going to stop by, so we'll take a deeper look at this afternoon's opponent. The Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning today, 4.30 across the radio network, 4 o'clock. We're on the air with Panthers preview, so you don't want to miss it. It's the Panthers and their cross-state rivals, the Tampa Bay Lightning, a renewal of the Sunshine State Showdown coming up today. And Panthers fans, a reminder that Student Rush is back for this season. Students, come party with your Panthers once again. Enjoy some student-exclusive pricing for select games. Go to floridapanthers.com slash studentrush for game dates and more information. So the Panthers and the Lightning coming your way in just a little bit. Joining us now to talk about it, you know him from floridapanthers.com, from the official Panthers podcast presented by Baptist Health Territory Talk. You know him from the second intermission of every Panthers radio broadcast where he stops by to give his unparalleled analysis of the first two periods. Jamison Olive joining us here today on the Panthers Insider Show. It's actually been a while for you on the Insider Show, Jamison, so great to have you back. And coming off a big win on Thursday night, Panthers and the Lightning today. And, well, Jamison, first, it feels like these Atlantic Division games, they, they have an even bigger feel than normal, it seems like for being in December. Doesn't it seem that way since the Panthers have only played six division games so far? Well, first, thanks for having me back on. I'm, I'm, I was on the outside for so long. Now I'm back on the inside, so this is great. But, um, yeah, you look at the division, the Panthers really haven't really played many division games this season. They played a lot on the West Coast. They got a lot of big road trips out of the way. So these are the games that really matter. These are the four-point swings. These are the, these are the games we really make your move in the standings. So for the Panthers, getting that win the other night against the Red Wings, that was huge. That was a four-point swing for the Cats. And now another one coming up against the cross-state rival Tampa Bay Lightning. So for the Cats, winning these divisional games can kind of wash away anything else that's happened this season just because they are so important. And a couple of things going off of that. Uh, Last game, Thursday night, the Panthers 5-1 winners over Detroit. The last three Panthers victories have been by 5-1 scores. So, uh, again, we've seen in these victories they've had lately, when they get things going their way, they're really able to take it to teams. And in that game on Thursday, it seemed like – there were a number of different factors. It's easy to overlook the goaltending. Sergei Bobrovsky was great, stopped 19 at 20, including a big save early against Lucas Raymond. I felt like uh, when he made that save, that was just part of what helped the Panthers take charge against Detroit back on Thursday. But uh, Alexander Barkov made his return, so I guess that's where we'll start in talking about Thursday's game. What kind of a lift did you think that gave to the team? Just, uh, I mean, in addition to the fact that he plays every situation and is going to help the team in every situation. Oh, it's just massive. He's the captain. You know, he's the guy that all the other guys look to on the ice when they need that extra little bit of energy, especially late in games when things are tight. Luckily, this game never really got tight because the Panthers they pulled away there in the second period. But he's just the beacon for the Panthers. He, he's the shining light, and he's a guy, like you said, plays in all situations, power play, penalty kill, five on five. He just makes everyone's life easier in every situation. And, of course, not just that. He's out there ch- contributing offensively, had a great assist 
on a shot uh, on a two Listerine's goal against the Red Wings. So he's going to get his points, but more than anything, he just makes everyone's life easier. He, he takes away minutes from other guys, and he's really spreads things out for the Panthers. And also, when you're at home, when you have last change, he's a matchup nightmare. Always can put him on anyone he wants out there. He can use him to shut down opposing teams, top lines. Let's not forget he's a former Selkie Trophy winner, one of the best defensive forwards in the league. So he's the ultimate weapon for the Panthers, and Matthew Kachuk said it best you know, after the game. He, he's not only the Panthers' best player, but he's one of the best players in the league. So he's one of those guys that you really can't put a value, value on because he is so valuable. Yeah, so many different ways that he impacts the game, and the Panthers had him back on Thursday night. He was a difference maker, no doubt about it. And in talking about him making his return to the lineup, but uh, also talking about a couple of guys who've uh, made a return to the National Hockey League. Uh, the Panthers have called up some guys from Charlotte in the American Hockey League. They've all made impacts when you go back to over the last couple of weeks, whether it was Alexi Heponiemi, Chris Tierney scored last time out, Zach Dalpy scored in Winnipeg, uh, Matt Kirstead scored in the game against Detroit the other day. Uh, when you look at the guys the Panthers have called up, it's a luxury, isn't it, when they can call up guys who have National Hockey League experience, who know what it's like to play in this Panthers system, play with these Panthers teammates. And I think specifically, look at Chris Tierney. He got things going the other night against Detroit. That was a big goal, and he's uh, made an impact here early on. But good for the Panthers to be able to have these kind of players they can lean on when they need them. Yeah, Tierney, Dalpy, and Kirsten all called up from the AHL on Monday, and all three scored within those first two games they were up here. So I don't think I've ever seen that before. I don't think I've ever seen a group of call-ups come up like that and I'll get on the score sheet that quickly. So that's really impressive. But, I mean, there's a reason for that. Chris Tierney's got over 500 games played in the NHL. Zach Dalpe's got over 100 in the NHL. And Matt Kierstead's already played a, you know, almost a dozen games here with the Panthers this season, uh, the youngest of the three. So you, you knew those guys were going to come up, and you knew, you knew what to expect from them. You know they know their roles. They know exactly what these games are like. Like you said, they're familiar with the Panthers. But after the game, Paul Maurice said, you know, another reason those guys are able to do what they do is because – the locker room so welcoming. All three of those guys came in, and none of them were seen as you know the call-ups coming in. They immediately become a part of the team, you know, a part of the vibes, a part of just that the, the great room that the Panthers have. So all got all those guys came, came up here. They felt comfortable. When you're comfortable, you can get out there and execute and contribute. So uh, really impressive. And I think more than anything, Chris Tierney, he, he was flying out there against the Red Wings. That's definitely a guy that, like I said, you know, even up you know up to, as late as last season, was playing a lot of games in the NHL over 500 in his career. He's a guy that wants to get back up here full time. You really, you really saw that in his play with how hard he was working out there against the Red Wings, flying out there. You know that that first goal was so important, especially for the Panthers in a game against the Red Wings that was so important to get that early lead. That was huge. Jameson Olive, of FloridaPanthers.com, our guest here today on the Panthers Insider Show, Panthers and the Lightning, coming your way 4.30 this afternoon across the radio network, so you don't want to miss that. A balanced scoring attack for the Panthers last time out. I believe 13 different Panthers picked up at least one point against Detroit, but a couple that really stand out, Jameson, you mentioned Matt Kirstead there and Josh Mahura as well. Their goals both coming because they picked up loose change out in front of the net. Not usually the way that you expect defensemen to score, but it seems like you see it all the time. Paul Maurice encourages this. He gives the defense the green light to go when they see an opening, when they see some sort of opportunity there. And last game, Kirstead and Mahura both cashed in. Is that what you pick up when you look at that? You have defensemen that are just comfortable jumping up into the play, and they're encouraged to jump up in the play when that opportunity is there. Yeah, they have the green light, and there's two reasons for that. One, it's because the Panthers do have so many offensively but whether it's Josh Mahura, Matt Kirstead, Gustav Forsling, Aaron Eckblad, Brandon Montour, even Radko Gudis when he's been in the lineup before he got hurt. He even saw kind of a spike in his offensive game this year. He was taking pucks coast to coast. So 
Uh, the Panthers have a lot of skill uh, offensively on the blue line. So, you know, they have the green light. They can go up there and do that. But another reason they can is because this team's forwards are just so good defensively that they can all recognize when that's happening, get back and cover the blue line for the defenseman that's going up to get in on the action. So for the Panthers, it's part of their game. It's part of their play style. Every guy on the ice knows when it's coming and knows how to execute when it does happen. So for the Panthers, I'd expect more goals from defensemen this season. And there was a time this season where they actually led the NHL in goals from defensemen. So they're still up there towards the top. And I wouldn't be surprised if at the end of the season, maybe they're still leading that category. Jamison Olive, FloridaPanthers.com, our guest here this morning, Panthers Insider Show. You know Jamison from the Territory Talk podcast, which, by the way, you can find at FloridaPanthers.com slash Territory Talk. And we're going to reference this week's Territory Talk podcast coming up uh, here in just a couple of moments before we let Jamison Olive get going about his day. Big game this afternoon, Panthers hand the lightning at 430, and you'll hear Jamison uh, this afternoon on the broadcast during the second intermission. So, uh, again, he's got a lot to prepare for coming up today, but he's kind enough to join us on the Panthers Insider Show this morning. Matthew Kachuk, Jameson, we talk about him all the time, every week, whether it's this show, Territory Talk. Uh, we talk about him throughout the broadcast. Obviously, he makes such an impact on every shift, but in Winnipeg, when Paul Maurice held his media availability the other day, uh, he said that – Coming into the season, when he was asked about Matthew Kachuk, what he's learned about his game, he said that he knew his hands were good, but he didn't know that they were this good. And he referenced a couple of instances. During the practice in Jackson Hole back on Monday, he made a play along the boards where he played a puck up in the air, off the boards to himself, went in, beat the goaltender, and everybody on the ice kind of looked around. It's like, wow, did he really just do that? And then the game on Thursday night against Detroit, the goal he scored coming up the right side through the circle, the way he kind of shook off the defender and went top corner against Nedeljkovic. That was all world in terms of skill level. Uh, it seems like Matthew Kachuk's finding ways to wow us every single game. What can you say maybe that you've learned about uh, about his game this season that maybe we didn't notice back when he was playing in the Western Conference and we only saw him a couple of times a year and his games were coming on late at night for us in the Eastern time zone? Just how dangerous he is around the net. I mean, you see it on the power play. You see the even strength. But when he sets up in the slot, he's touching every single puck that comes towards the net. So many of his goals this year have been tippins. Uh, so that's been huge. But also his playmaking ability. I never really thought of Matthew Kachuk as a playmaker. I thought of him as, you know, an agitator, a goal scorer, obviously 40 goals last year. But, you know, this time around, the, the passes he makes are really, really impressive. And that's another reason that all his line mates tend to benefit when he has, he's on their line. You've seen Sam Bennett here lately really seeing a, a spike in his points. So for Matthew Kachuk, we all knew how good he was. But like you said, I don't think any of us knew he was this good. And you look back at last season, last season, of course, you know, uh, 100 points, you know, finally hit triple digits. And you, people were saying, you know, they were saying, you know, is this uh, an anomaly or is this who he is? And I think now we know on pace now to smash through that total that this, you know, it, it's not an anomaly. This is who he is. Last year was kind of him just kind of entering his prime. Now we're seeing him really get deep in those prime years. And the great thing is for the Panthers, this is year one of eight for him. All these eight years should be prime years based on his age, given the fact he's still in his early 20s. So uh, for the Cats, it's exciting to watch him now, but it's also just exciting to know that you know him and Barkov, the two core pieces here for the next eight years, uh, you just got to love that if you're a Cats fan. Yeah, they're here long term. And as you said, he's just scratching the surface, Matthew Kachuk, in terms of his uh, levels of production. And that's saying something considering he's coming off a 100-point season last year. Jameson All, FloridaPanthers.com with us. Two more before we let you get going. 
the Tampa Bay Lightning on the docket today. You touched on a little bit off the top just how big these Atlantic Division games are, but they don't really get any bigger from the Panthers' perspective, and they haven't really gotten any bigger over the last few years than games against Tampa Bay, whether it's in the regular season, whether it's in the playoffs, whatever the situation. What do you look for here today when the puck drops at 430? That's a couple of things. And the first thing I think is, you know, what got them in trouble in Winnipeg in their last game on that road trip is they got to stay out of the box. In Winnipeg, they took three uh, penalties in the first period. Uh, the Jets were able to get their stars going, get a goal there early, break the ice. So for the Panthers, it's kind of been the same story ever since, you know, the last couple of seasons they've been playing the Lightning, where the Lightning, you know, they just kind of, you know, weather the storm a bit at five on five. When they get on the power play, they always convert. And that's how they beat you with guys like Steven Stamkos, Nikita Kucherov, Victor Hedman. Those guys are going to score in the power play more often than not. So for the Cats, it's all about discipline and Tampa Bay. The, the, the Cats have been the better five-on-five team against the Lightning in recent history. They've been one of the best five-on-five teams in the league this season. So if they can keep it at even strength, they're going to be just fine, and they're going to find ways to win that game. They're going to definitely going to be in it late. And the other thing is something they did against the Red Wings, which is they did a really good job. You mentioned Sergei Wawrowski, 19-20 saves, but they didn't ask him to do much. They only asked him to make one or two good saves in that game, and that's because they limited uh, the Red Wings to just three high-danger shots at five-on-five. So they did, they did such a good job you know, keeping the dirty stuff away from Bob, you know, you know, getting the area clean outside the slot, you know, getting the puck back going the other way as quickly as they could. So uh, that's not just the defenseman. That's also the forwards coming back and the forwards doing a great job in the neutral zone. Um, so for the Cats, just defensively, be on top of your game, help out your goaltender. And of course, first and foremost, just stay out of the box. I know it's hard. It's always easier said than done. No one goes into game saying, you know, hey, we're, we're just going to take a couple penalties. No one wants to take penalties. It does happen. But just do the best. Keep those sticks in good spots and don't take any penalties. And Jameson Olive here with us on uh, the Panthers Insider Show this morning. Jameson, last one before we let you get going. Uh, It was uh, a little less than a week ago now. The Panthers had a team-building stop-off in Jackson Hole, Wyoming, between their games in Seattle and the game in Winnipeg. And on a long trip like that, going into the last game, uh, you know, there can always be some fatigue, things like that. It was a, it seemed like a great energy boost. I know the Panthers didn't get the result they were looking for in, uh, in Winnipeg afterward, but came home, got the win against Detroit. But looking back, Jamison, on that long trip to give everybody a chance to disconnect, get away from the rink. Uh, what did you take away from the trip to Jackson Hole? I know you and I had a lot of fun. Folks, if you want to go to Twitter, you can watch video that uh, I took firsthand. Jameson and I taking a toboggan down a ski hill, and uh, you'll want to make sure you watch that to the end. That's all I can say about that. But, uh, Jameson, what did you take away from the trip to Jackson Hole other than falling off that toboggan with me? <laughs> I'm still a little sore from falling off the toboggan, so I've taken that home with me. But uh, no, it was just a, a great team bonding activity and just something that I think makes the Panthers really unique. Let's not forget last season uh, on a similar trip that took the guys dog sledding into Banff. So it seems like this is kind of becoming a, a staple now under Bill Zito where the Panthers get one good, you know, real team bonding activity on the road. Uh, a fun trip that kind of takes your mind away from hockey for a day or two. Uh, so I, I think that's big. That's another just, I think, you know, selling point for the Panthers is, you know, if you're on another team and you see the Panthers, you see them not only playing in Florida, you see them not only with stars on the ice like Barkov, Kachuk, and Ekblad, but then you also see, hey, they do some pretty fun stuff on the road. Uh, and that seems like a really fun group that I want to be a part of. So uh, for the Panthers, I don't think there's anywhere in the NHL that looks more fun to play right now than South Florida, especially when they're winning on the ice. So that's big. That goes a long way. You know, guys talk. Uh, I guarantee you a lot of the guys on the team got texts from guys on other teams saying, oh, man, I saw you were in Jackson Hole. Like, how fun was that? So um, that goes a long way. But, you know, team building's huge for the Panthers. Like I said, it's also great just especially when the Panthers are that late in a road trip. 
uh, you know, stress is running high. You're missing home. Uh, it's been, you know, <laughs> zero degrees every day for the last couple of days you've been there to, you know, get to somewhere like Jackson Hole and really relax and kind of shut the brain off for a bit. That, that goes a long way as well because the season's a grind. It's a long 82 game season. There's lots of ups and downs. So at some point you got to find places where you can disconnect and for the Panthers to, you know, have a team opportunity to disconnect really big. Yeah, that was uh, a fun couple of days there in Jackson Hole. Jamison Oliver, our guest this morning, you know him from FloridaPanthers.com, the Territory Talk podcast, the second intermission of every Panthers radio broadcast. Jamison, we thank you very much for stopping by. We will talk to you later this afternoon when the Panthers meet the Lightning at 4.30. Once again, thanks for your time here this morning on the Panthers Insider Show. Thanks, Doug. That's Jamison Oliver, FloridaPanthers.com, stopping by. Folks, score our holiday hat trick packages Catch all the savings, get three Panthers games for just $99. Choose from our Victor Hat Trick Package or Stanley Hat Trick Package. Plus, purchase by December 15th, get a complimentary bonus game available while supplies last. Go to FloridaPanthers.com slash offers. Coming up next segment, we'll go behind enemy lines and talk to Lightning Radio Voice Dave Mishkin. That's coming up on the other side of the break. Big thanks once again for Jamison Olive stopping by taking some time out for us on the Panthers Insider Show. Dave Mishkin coming up on the other side of the break. I'm Doug Plagans. This is the Panthers Insider Show right here on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Time for more of the Panthers Insider on the Florida Panthers Radio Network. Here we welcome back to the Panthers Insider Show. It's the Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning coming up this afternoon at 4.30 face-off, 4 o'clock Panthers preview on the radio network. Again, lots of places to tune in. If you're tuned in in Miami-Dade and Broward counties, 96.5 WPOW-FMHD2 is your place to listen. Again, we're on at 4 o'clock Panthers preview. Pop drop shortly after 4.30. Panthers and the Lightning today, 12.30 The Gambler. In the Palm Beaches, 100.3 Thunder Country in the Florida Keys. The NHL app makes it so easy to tune in. If you're a SiriusXM subscriber, don't forget about Channel 932 on your SiriusXM app and streaming platforms. You can always find the Panthers game there. and It's always going to be our broadcast. So, again, lots of different ways. You can check out Panthers hockey every game day. The Panthers value pack is back for this season. Each value pack is Panthers tickets for four, hot dog, popcorn, and a soda per ticket. Go to floridapanthers.com slash value pack for more information. Well, I was able to catch up with the radio voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning, Dave Mishkin, to talk about today's game, preview it from the Tampa Bay perspective. I know with the rivalry being what it is, a lot of the fans in South Florida like to keep tabs on uh, how things are going with the cross-state rivals. Well, I talked to uh, Dave Mishkin behind enemy lines a little bit with him, and, well, they've won three out of four, the Lightning have. They're coming off a Thursday win over Nashville, so the first thing I asked Dave Mishkin about was, well, this Lightning team looks like it's playing some decent hockey right now. Better hockey than what they were playing, I would say, in the first month, Doug. So I think the Lightning are in a a familiar boat, a boat that a lot of teams around the NHL are in. I think the Panthers are probably in the same boat, which is you've had some changes during the off season and you're trying to figure some stuff out as the regular season rolls along. And as you're figuring stuff out and maybe trying to smooth out some of the bumps, you got to find a way to get points. Mm-hmm. So I think the lightning have trended in the right direction from the beginning of the year until now, but just as importantly, they've been able to get points along the way. So they finished October five and four, but then they won their next game. So they finished the first 10 game segment, six and four 
they got 12 points. In their second 10-game segment, they got 13 points. They're almost done now with the third 10-game segment. They've been getting points. So their play has not been perfect, but while it hasn't been perfect or really where they need it to get, they've been able to get some points. Having said that, you know, they're coming off uh, a game two games ago where they had a horrendous first period against Detroit and ended up falling behind and 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 couldn't get back close enough to even get a point out of that game. So that's life in the NHL in the regular season, right? Yep. Unless you're a team that is bringing everybody back, you're going to have to use the regular season to to get into top form. And while you're doing that, you got to figure out a way to get points. But I think the Lightning are happy that they're where they're at, not say where Ottawa is at or, or one of the teams near the bottom of the Atlantic division. Dave, when you look at the Lightning adjusting to some things on the fly, uh, I guess it goes without saying when you look at the stat sheet, but with some changes coming and some, you know, just adjustments to different things, how important have the constants been? You see Kucherov and Stamkos continuing to be right there at the top of the team scoring chart. Well, that is very important because if we were to get into the weeds on this, Doug, I think the Lightning have been searching the problem or maybe the question that has not yet gotten answered. If there were, let's say, a variety of questions at the start of the year, one of which, like, who's going to take Palat's spot on the top line with Kucherov and Point? Who's going to fill McDonough's absence? Who's going to play with Victor Hedman? That had been Jan Ruda. He's not, he's not with the Lightning anymore. How are the Lightning going to account for those minutes, important minutes. Are we going to see players taking on bigger roles? Are we going to see newer players coming in? How is it going to all shake out? And I think some of the questions have been answered. Like, Sergachev has stepped into the role. He's not McDonough. They're different players. But Sergachev, I think, has taken a step forward this year. The Lightning have put Brandon Hagel with Point and Kucherov, and that's been a terrific line for the Lightning. The area I think that they're still trying to figure out, though, is the bottom six. And those guys for much of the year have had the worst minuses on the team. So not only are they not scoring, they're getting scored on. But as a counterbalance to that, the top six has been really, really good. So like when you look at the score sheet, and you're like, hey, Stamkos is there, Kucherov is there. They've needed them to be there because I think the top six bleeding into the power play and most of the, the power play is consisting of guys on the top six that's been doing a lot of the heavy lifting offensively for the Lightning. So I think it's been really important that they've gotten the contributions from from the top guys. And I know fans in South Florida always, even though it's a, a, a rivalry and a, a, you know a tense rivalry at times, I know folks always keep an eye on the Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, year to year, Dave, has it been Sergachev? You mentioned him. Has it been Sergachev who's maybe taken the, the biggest uh, leap forward? We knew he was a good player, but it uh, seems like he's – even elevated his game further, or is there somebody else that sticks out? Well, Sergachev is one guy. You can look at his points. You can look at his minutes. I mean, he played a lot even previously, but he was basically the third pair left defenseman because he had Hedman and McDonough ahead of him. He's actually playing on the third pair now, but that's been more of a recent switch. I think the Lightning, the other part is they're trying to figure out their D combinations. Mm -hmm. So Sergachev's minutes haven't really been affected, but where he is playing and who he's playing with has has shifted a little bit. I think the biggest difference for for Sergachev though, Doug, has been for much of the year, he has been the one defenseman on the first power play unit. 
which had been Victor Hedman. The power play was not doing well at the start of the year. The Lightning are still giving up shorthanded goals, but that was part of it. They were giving up shorthanded goals a lot at the start of the year. They lead the league with seven shorthanded goals allowed. They gave up another one last night in a game they won, but they gave up a shorthanded goal in that game against Nashville. And I think after a bunch of shorthanded goals, John Cooper said, all right, we're switching up the power play. He put Sergachev on the top unit, and the power play started clicking. And I think it really helped Sergachev's swagger, his confidence. It bled into other parts of his game. He's gotten a ton of points this year, and if you're playing on the power play and the power play is doing well, you're going to get those points. I think that's been a big part of it. The other guy I'd mentioned is Hagel. Hagel had a tougher acclimation last year when he came over at the deadline than Nick Paul. And part of it might have been that the system that he was leaving was way different from the system he was coming to. Paul acclimated more seamlessly. Hagel has been honest about it. I mean, he said it was really tough coming over. I think he had some hesitancy to his game because he wasn't sure what he was supposed to be doing. In the playoffs, he kind of settled in as a, a winger that was on their shutdown line with Sorelli and Kalorn. And so he wasn't really scoring a lot. I think this year going into the year, the feeling was, all right, Hagel needs to score more. He had 21 goals with mm-hmm. the Blackhawks before the Lightning acquired him. And he is he's met the challenge. I think being more comfortable, so he's not thinking about what he's supposed to do. He's just doing it. It's like muscle memory now has helped. And getting a chance to play with Kucherov and Point and fitting in with those guys has also been a big part of it. So it's kind of like Sergachev. If you're playing in prime situations and getting rewarded, that helps your game. It helps your confidence. You're going to continue getting rewarded, right? So I think that's been that's been a big part of of this early season story for the Lightning that that Hagel has basically taken Palat's spot. They're not identical players, but he is that first line left winger right now with Point and Kucherov. Having said that, Cooper totally shuffled the lines a couple of games ago. So Hagel was elsewhere, but he went back to that unit. Dave Michigan here with us, Tampa Bay Lightning radio voice, looking at uh, today's game between the Panthers and the Tampa Bay Lightning, a renewal of the Sunshine State showdown this afternoon, and a big game certainly within the Atlantic Division. And in mentioning that, Dave, I I asked Paul Maurice about it before the Panthers game against Detroit back on Thursday, but it seems like and it could just be a byproduct of how tight the NHL is now and just how even all the talent is across the league. But it seems like we are standings watching earlier and earlier every single year. And I think right now we're already starting to talk about playoff races taking shape, how valuable points are night to night, and how valuable uh, those divisional games are night to night. And and Paul Maurice said that you look at last year in the Eastern Conference, we kind of saw the divide and knew where everything was going to settle by uh, by Thanksgiving. And, and right now, uh, there are a lot of teams in this mix. Do you find yourself looking at the standings earlier and earlier every single year? I think your head can start spinning if you try and look at the standings. And, and it's difficult, too, because the point totals – Sometimes you're not comparing apples to apples because you have the differential in games played. So you're going to have to bake that into the cake. And, I mean, we still have more than two-thirds of the Mm -hmm. season left, right? I mean, I know we passed the quarter point, but I'm not sure if we're quite at at one-third. And if we are, we're barely there. So 
there's a lot of runway still ahead of us. What I try and do is look at like what what pace are you at if for your own team? And it's almost like, you know, I have I have a background as a runner. I'm not really doing it competitively anymore in races, but you know, back when I was in races, not in high school, I'm talking about basically like old man races, right? You know, like 5Ks, 10Ks, etc. You know, you don't really worry about what everyone else is doing. You worry about your own pace, right? Like, are, am I hitting my markers for each mile that I that I run? And I think that can be helpful to kind of understand the standings, where you are relative to where you need to be to assure yourself that you're going to get into the playoffs safely. And if you're not hitting that pace, you might still get into the playoffs, but it might be a little tighter. The math is the math. The math tells us that mid-90s in points should be good enough to get into the playoffs. If you're in the high 90s, you're definitely getting in. So are you on pace to get to 95, 96? Are you on pace to get to 90? If you are, you might need to to press the accelerator a little bit. Because, again, this year may be an anomaly, but I don't think that we're going to see seven teams in the Atlantic Division finished with 95 points or more. No. Right? So, like, for your perspective, Paul Maurice's perspective, can the Panthers get to 95 points? Like, how far are we off the pace of, of getting to where we need to get as opposed to, oh, my gosh, Buffalo's this far back and Montreal's closing on us. And I think that that can raise blood pressure levels, right? If you start worrying about that, you, there's plenty to worry about. You can worry about, you know, are we getting points on this long road trip, etc. But I, I find that that is not only better for, like, your mental space, but also probably a more accurate way of determining your trajectory. Now, if you hit a skid and you lose six in a row in regulation, throw all that out the window, right? But that's true whether you're looking at the other teams around you or not. Dave Michigan here with us, Tampa Bay Lightning radio voice and a recreational distance runner who I believe has yes. been known a time That was the two. word I was looking for, recreational. Thank you. And, and, you, and you have been known, I believe, a time or two to be uh, spotted around sunrise when the Lightning are in town uh, yeah, on that- a run. So if you see him wave, he's a nice guy. That's the sunrise triangle, right? Because we stay at the the double tree, and it's the one long road is the last one passing the arena. So I know when yeah. I pass the arena, I'm almost home. Yeah, yeah, yep. That's a, a good uh, good map to follow. In closing, here, Dave Panthers Lightning today from the Lightning perspective, what's the what's the key for them, and and how do you size up this matchup against the Panthers? Well, it was a very close game the first time the teams met. It was back and forth. I think both teams carried play for a portion of that game, and, and the Lightning rallied to to tie the game and then won it in overtime. I would expect another close game tonight. I guess I'm curious to see, and I, I look, I mean, I know there there have been some guys that were out with illness, so I'm not sure of their status. But if if the Panthers are basically dressing their regular lineup and the Lightning are dressing their regular lineup, like, how far along are these teams from that first meeting? Kind of what we talked about. How much have they figured stuff out? Mm-hmm. How crisper is their game? Panthers are coming off a really impressive victory over Detroit, not just the final score, but how that game unfolded. And that first home game back after a long road trip can be tricky sometimes. It wasn't tricky for the Panthers. Dave Mishkin, the radio voice of the Tampa Bay Lightning right there. And, 
Well, we're coming up on the end of the program here today. And, uh, again, thanks to Dave Michigan for helping us preview today's game in Tampa. Thanks, Jamison Hall, for stopping by last segment. Thanks to all of you for tuning in. And thanks to Matt Wilson on the other side of the uh, glass for uh, great work, as always. Again, uh, thanks all of you for tuning in. Panthers Lightning today, 4.30, 4 o'clock. We're on with Panthers Preview across the radio network. Tomorrow, 6 o'clock, Panthers start up a three-game homestand. They will host Seattle at FLA Live Arena, FloridaPanthers.com, Ticketmaster.com to get your tickets. We'll be back on the air, 4 o'clock, with Panthers Preview later on. I'm Doug Plagans, folks. Thanks again for being with us on the Panthers Insider Show. This is the Florida Panthers Radio Network. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.